Hi, host of the podcast, Gwen, checking in from the future to let you know that this first episode is pretty rough, so feel free to skip it. We'll be posting the first three episodes back to back to back, so you can go and listen to two and three now. Or, if you're joining us a little later, we're trying to make the start of each new arc a good onboarding episode. So skip ahead to episode seven for the tuning exams. And if you like what we have going on, you can come back and bear with us through our humble beginnings. Thanks for hearing me out. Later. Hi, and welcome to Konoha Crush, the operation to discuss the hidden leaf. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. We're going to be watching Naruto. Uh, you've probably heard of Naruto. You've probably heard of Naruto. Um, if you haven't... Yeah, I mean, like, hey, this this could be like a great opportunity for you to read what Naruto is, but... Um, we should probably talk a little bit about the structure of the podcast moving forward, like, just get people keyed into, like, what to expect... Yeah, that sounds good to me. Basically, we're going to be walking through the episodes uh, three at a time. We might just that like occasionally, you know, depending on if there's like particularly light or particularly dense weeks. But you know, for now, the plan is three at a time, and we'll let you know in advance if we are like changing our our minds about a specific episode. Yeah, and then we just kind of walk through them bit by bit, just talking about stuff, sort of a sort of a breakdown and review of what's going on in Naruto. As far as tone. Don't expect us to be, like... I'm not expecting to be, like, mean-spirited towards our pal Naruto. No, I, I like Naruto a lot. Like, you know, like I, I, I have a lot of fondness for it. I have uh, read the whole thing through multiple times. I've watched every episode of this anime before. Had a good time with that, in spite of everything. So, like, again, I, I think I will be positive about Naruto a lot of the time. But, you know, there's, there's some issues. We'll talk about some issues. There is a lot of stuff that... Let's just say there are good reasons to like Naruto in spite of. Uh, and I guess we should just sort of go ahead, talk about, you know, some stuff that's been going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for one thing. Uh, serendipity. Yeah, ser- serendipity. You know, like when, when you embark on a big project like this, like watching every episode of Naruto and then podcasting over, about it over the course of like five years or whatever, mm-hmm. like it can be... Even if you're not superstitious, it can be like tempting to like look for a sign that like you know there's the, like like a like a fortuitous omen like perhaps you know as of today as of this recording I did see Sasuke do a Fortnite dance. Sasuke could do eighty Fortnite dance, I think. It's just so special to me. It's beautiful. the The world is so beautiful, and like I feel like we've been blessed by by everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, well, what really gets me is there is... Okay, so like a week ago we did a test recording just to make sure like our audio settings were fine. And like we got into the, you know, just to make sure it was all good. And at that point, we did not know Naruto was going to be in Fortnite. Yeah, it was, it was really like a... Pla- like, I mean, so we learned a few days later, right? Where it was like, hey, you know, the Fortnite Twitter said Naruto's going to be in Fortnite. And it was like... Yeah, it was, ooh, exciting. We're going to have something to talk about. And then today... And today, we don't actually have much to say about Naruto being in Fortnite, it turns out. Yeah. It, I haven't played as Naruto in Fortnite. I'm, like, lax in my duties as, like, a as like a researcher, as a contributor to this podcast. Yeah, like, I spent all my fucking time this week watching Naruto and drawing a picture for the podcast cover and playing Halo. And Naruto's not in Halo. Naruto's not in Halo, so, like, what's even the fucking point? Avic's eating their lunch over there at, uh, 343 Studios. Gotta get their shit together. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, that's just kind of what I've been up to. Anything notable in the Rubyverse? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm like still kind of feeling out for what's, what's talked about in this segment, so I don't have like a super clear idea. Um, you know, I also watched Naruto. I, uh, I spent like, th- I spent like three hours like writing notes and doing more research than is probably necessary on either side of watching each episode. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be able to let myself lax on that a little bit, but right now, you know, I, I gotta go all out. How many times did you watch each episode? Um, so, like, I watched each episode all the way through, like, without stopping once, and then I also did a lot of, like, stepping through them and, like, comparing the manga side by side, and, uh... Okay, because I, I basically did the same thing, uh, except I... So, I watched it through all the way once, and then I watched through the dub all the way once, and then I did sort of a comparison with, like, note-taking in sort of the same sort of style. So, I guess if that's it, that's it. We should probably get into, uh into discussions yeah i mean i guess one thing i was wondering like do, do we want to talk about like our history with naruto before we get all the way into it yeah so i think you have the strongest history with naruto in that you've seen all of it yeah yeah i'm uh, i'm kind of, i'm kind of like a naruto super fan um i'm never gonna say anything incorrect about naruto on this podcast and if i do you are legally allowed to behead me if you see me in person no no no, no. No? I, sh- I shouldn't make these claims on the podcast? No, no, no. You won't be wrong. Oh, okay. The wikis might be wrong. Yeah, you know. Like, maybe, like, if, if you go and see something in, like, an episode or chapter of Naruto that contradicts something I've said, then, like, it's been edited. Uh, it's a it's a plot to discredit me. It's a bootleg. But no, yeah. Um, so I, I got into Naruto when I was first getting into anime and manga, because uh, back when I was first getting to, into, into that in, like, uh, 2000s, there was definitely this big idea of like, here's the big three, you know, the big shonen manga that ran in Shonen Jump that like everybody has to know about. You got Bleach, you got Naruto, you got One Piece. Yeah. And so I, I just figured it was my diligence as an anime fan to like get into all of these. I mean, it's true. You gotta. You don't gotta. It's okay. I was under the impression that you gotta. Well, I mean, you know, if you want, if you want to hang with us, cool kids, you gotta. But... Okay. All right. I see. Well, I never got into One Piece, so. But yeah, you're fine. You're fine, probably. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, again, like I at at the time, I think like there was definitely a sense of uh, you know, yeah, like everybody had their own individual ranking of the big three. And, like the general consensus, was, like oh, One Piece is the best one, and then like the people who like Naruto and Bleach can just kind of like squabble with each other about which is second best. Like this was definitely the sort of attitude that I saw a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It's Bleach, right? <laughs> That's. <laughs> I mean, at, at the time, I was, like, way more drawn into Bleach. I really like, like, I, I still really like uh, uh, Taitokuba's sense of style. But, um, I mean, like, I don't know. Naruto is the one that's just stuck with me the most. Naruto is the one I keep coming back to. That I, one that I think about, like, completely in order to amount. You know. Naruto is the only one. Naruto is the only one that has ended and is still coming out. So, like, you know. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's two points in his favor. I guess Bleach might be coming back, but that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah. Uh, and me, I saw it on Cartoon Network. Yeah? Yeah. I, I know that's the common experience. I actually didn't, um, I actually didn't, uh, watch it on Cartoon Network because I didn't have television at home, but I did borrow the DVDs from, like, a girl I liked, and I wanted her to like me by talking about Naruto with her, and that never went anywhere, but, you know, this is the sort of thing you do when you're in high school. Yeah, and look where you are now. Yeah, I haven't talked to that girl in years. Yeah. But you know what you are talking about? I'm talking about Naruto. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I caught it on Cartoon Network, and I, like, kept up with it there 
because I didn't really have the means to like, you know, sit down and watch episodes that I wanted to watch, right? It was just watch it on TV or don't. And so like, I probably missed a whole bunch of it. And then I stopped watching for a while and then Shippuden kicked up and I started watching again for a while and I stopped watching and then Shippuden was going to end. So I started watching it more. <laughs> so my history with Naruto is fond, but very spotty. We're going to fix that. We're going to, you're going to know everything about Naruto too. And we will ascend to godhood together. Yeah, I, I, I have seen the early parts of Naruto before, but I did first watch it coming up on the tuning exams. Yeah, I um, like like I I I, I caught up in the manga when I was in high school, and I just like kept reading it until it ended. And I wasn't really watching the anime weekly ever until like just a bit before the final uh, the final fight in the anime, and then like I just kept watching through all the like stuff that came after the final fight in the anime and like that actually wound up being the foundation for like a lot of what i like about naruto so much is that like fight and that like this sort of like decompression like chill times at the end of shippuden that we'll talk to talk about in like five years yeah and then after that like a couple years later i wound up uh, watching one episode of naruto every day for two years and uh i figured at the end of it i would either like come to hate naruto or like love naruto more than ever before and I, like you can probably guess where I wound up on that from the way I've been talking so far on this podcast, but uh, you fucking hate its guts. No, you're gonna <laughs> nothing but trash talk the whole way through. I've got, I've got some fucking harsh words for this orange kid. How's he even supposed to sneak? He's wearing orange. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I've, I've got that on my system. I'm gonna never make this joke again. Okay, okay, good. All right, good. I'm glad. Uh, no, no promises on my front. I think with that. Finally, we can start talking about the episodes. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, so the first episode, we are introduced to the sort of like backdrop of the world. We're introduced to this idea that there's this nine-tailed fox, and the Hokage seals it away in a baby and then dies. Uh, and we meet Naruto. He's not very good at being a ninja, and so he fails his ninja exams. But then one of his teachers tells him, hey kid. I got a secret for you. And tricks him into stealing a secret scroll that contains forbidden jutsus. He learns one of the forbidden jutsus under the impression that he is going to show it to the teacher and become a ninja. Because that's like a secret way to become a ninja. But actually it's just a power play in order for the bad teacher to get the scroll himself. So he uses the jutsu he learned to beat up the teacher and save the other teacher that he likes. That's right. Yeah, so we're, we're going to go like beat by beat through the episode a little more closely in detail. But before we do... um. I'm going to do this thing that I do where I talk about the people who worked on Naruto. Um, I have a lot of interest in like the production history of Naruto and a lot of the like individual creators that went into like making the anime what it is. So that's going to be something I, I talk about a lot probably over the course of this podcast. So for starters, uh, this episode is storyboard and directed by Hayato Date, who is like the series director of Naruto and uh, the vast majority of Naruto Shippuden. Uh, so like... He's a guy who's kind of hard to talk about outside of Naruto because everything else he's done is a little bit overshadowed by the fact that he spent like 14 years working on this one show. Like I, the, the last time I watched this, I didn't get like a super strong sense for like what he was like as a storyboarder because like in overseeing a show that runs for so long, like he wound up not having that many opportunities to actually like directly oversee individual episodes, but he does handle this one. And the other person I'm going to talk about for this episode is uh, Yuji Moriyama. Yuji Moriyama is like an animation director who's been like very active in the industry for a long time. He was like a regular animation director back on uh, Urisa Yatsura, the Rumiko Takahashi adaptation. Um, and then like after that ended, he was the character designer on My Sony Koku, which is another Rumiko Takahashi adaptation. He was the character designer on the Project Eiko series and like directed several entries in that. 
and uh, here he is on Naruto. Um, and there's actually like a little bit of precedence to his presence here because uh, in like the couple of years before Naruto started, he was present on like three out of the out of a. Uh, Hayato Dot has four projects as character designer in the past two years, and all, the one he wasn't character designed for, he was like animation director on a couple episodes. So it like makes a lot of sense to see him here, given that past. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I had to say about that. Okay. So I guess we'll, we'll actually get into the episode now. Yeah, okay. So we open up, and we see this big nine-tailed fox, and the narration is explaining that long time ago, this big powerful fox showed up and started wrecking house. And so a bunch of ninjas stepped up to protect their village, and they were being led by the coolest and strongest ninja named the Fourth Hokage. His name is the Fourth Hokage. That's all we'll ever learn about. Yeah. Okay, so I actually, I, I want to talk about this a bit, because if you had asked me before I rewatched this episode recently, I would have, like, sworn to you that we got, like, a much clearer sense of what this guy looked like. I always thought, or at least, like, recent, until very recently thought that, like, the anime having come, you know, like, three years into the manga run had, like... A bit clearer idea of like what was going on here and there's like a a clearer shot of this guy but there's like really not like you get a bit of like the the the, the cloak with the flames on it which is like something i definitely associate with that character yeah but uh like there's like one shot of him from the front and he's like extremely far away and kind of blurry and like you can sort of tell that he's got yellow hair uh that's about it and uh what really what really shook me out of this like impression i had is that like I, i'm jumping ahead a little bit but like in you know, in the in the Hidden Leaf Village, there is a there's like the there's the statue there's like the statue faces of all the previous Hokages. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the uh, at the statue for the fourth Hokage, yeah, it looks. Um, uh, did you did you notice this? It looks nothing like him. Hold on, I need to. Yeah, wait, hold up. Right, it's uh... <laughs> And like the, the and like I, I went to look in the manga and there's actually like a it's much closer to what that character winds up looking like and so I, I was really like the foundations of my understanding of like what what the scene was like at the end were completely shaken on this rewatch because that's a different guy. Naruto did a really good job at fucking up those faces. I'll tell you what, he was just like punching the shit out of that one in specific. He hated that one. Gee, I wonder why. I I do want to point out also in this early scene is um. And I'm not going to bring this up for, like, every minor little, like, language difference right between the sub and the dub, but I think this one is a little bit notable uh, when the English narrator is saying that ninjas rose up to defend their village. uh, The English voiceover uses the word villages, uh, and I think that just... It it changes the perceived scale of the threat in a way that I find, like, interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there is going to be one other, like little like little difference in this first episode and then there's not really any of the any in the other ones so like i'm just you know i'm just letting everyone know that like you're gonna say like oh you didn't point out that in fucking episode two when he says that like fucking shut up uh that's not what i'm here for yeah we're, we're not really like super concerned with like I don't know, like, translation inconsistencies or whatever, but there are, like, points of, like, translation where it's like, oh, this is, like, interesting to talk about. Yeah, because it, like, changes the... It changes the story or the, like, emotional, like, resonance mm-hmm. of a thing enough to where it's just, like, notable enough to mention, you know? Yeah. And, like, I probably wouldn't have even mentioned this, like, two episodes into the podcast, but because it was the first scene... You're on high alert when you're, like, watching the first scene of the first episode of a show for the first episode of a podcast... Yeah, basically. Basically. So a- after we learn the the Hokage seals 
the nine-tailed fox inside of the baby, but like dies from it, we meet Naruto. We meet Naruto. Yeah, we cut we cut to the present day of the story, and Naruto is being chased by some ninjas who are mad at him for painting rude signs all over the faces of this big monument with like all the previous Hokages carved into the side of a mountain. Yeah, I, I need you to understand that Naruto has not just disrespected the troops in this moment; he has disrespected the presidents of the troops, which is like a double crime. Yeah, uh, and so there's like a little bit of like a chase hijinks where Naruto is. Doing little ninja tricks to avoid being caught. But eventually, someone named Aruka catches up to him, and we immediately learn that Aruka is Naruto's teacher by the use of the word sensei. Uh, and he chews him out for a little bit. Yeah, um, I think the other thing to mention about this scene is that, like, as soon as we cut to the present and, like, Naruto is doing his, like, belligerence, uh, we, do, we do get, like, like the first OP isn't in this episode, but the song of it plays over the sequence. Right. I, I've got to say, like, w- when I was, like, younger, like, this song didn't really stand out to me as, uh, at, like, among the various openings of Naruto. And I still wouldn't say it's, like, one of my favorites, but I think it re- lends, like, a really great tone to this opening sequence here. Yeah, for sure. It, it is It is. It is great music to, to see, like, a child being rude to. <laughs> I think this is also our introduction to the idea that the third Hokage is uh, back in control since the fourth Hokage got got by a fox. Uh, and he has a magic crystal ball that I do not remember at all. Yes, he looks into his crystal ball so much in these early episodes. And I don't remember this being a crystal ball-based show, really. But, like, it's gonna be for a little while, I guess. Yeah, so we we see the third Hokage watching Naruto through the crystal ball. Like, oh, this boy's up to trouble again. Uh, he's an old man. And then we cut to class, which we can infer Naruto was playing hooky from. Yeah, he's, like, tied up on the floor, and, like, everybody's just sort of, like, watching him, and they're sick of his bullshit. Speaking of being sick of bullshit, this is where we learn that Naruto has a special technique. Yeah, he's got, like, a great bullshit technique. I feel I feel like next episode is the time to really go out on his bullshit technique, but, you know. it. This is our introduction to it, so it bears mentioning. So, Iruka-sensei has the class practice their transformation jutsus, and two other students that we'll learn more about later go first. Uh, Sasuke and Sakura go first, and we get a little bit of their personalities, but, you know, nothing nothing too much. Mm. I mean, there's, like, a bunch of, like, characters in this who are, like, not in the first chapter of the manga, but because, you know, the anime comes out, like, three years into the manga, where there's, like, a bunch of, like, side characters established that can backfill of it, all of them, and we get a bunch of guys demonstrating their character traits quick, like, you know, Shikamaru, like, complains about, uh... How like he just complains, and we get like this. We get this this cut to like Hinata, who's just like looking at Naruto and blushing, and like I lost it. Like I I don't know why, but it was just like so funny to me to think that like oh this is the show where like I saw people arguing for years about who Naruto was gonna operate, who who Naruto's gonna end up with, and like this is the level that the show, the romance of the show is operating on, where it's like here's the girl who likes Naruto. We got that solved. We don't need to fi- <laughs> we don't need to think about this anymore. We can get more into that on the third episode. <laughs> Yeah, so they, they practice their transformation jutsus. The students that go ahead of Naruto turn, make themselves look like Aruka sensei. You know, all, all's fine. We get to Naruto, and Naruto decides to play a funny joke. Rivi? Yeah, uh, he turns into like a sexy girl. Yeah, he turns into a tall, sexy lady. Yeah, and he do, and he does like a voice. I don't know if he does the, the, the sexy girl voice in this episode, or if it's like... But it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know, Aruka sensei is obviously like fucking anime affected mm-hmm. it's just ah you fucking cut it out with your stupid tricks naruto i'm tired of your bullshit which like yeah and then we get naruto cleaning up the graffiti from earlier 
he's not really giving it his all because, you know, he's a kid being punished for some shit he did. And Iruka threatens him saying, you know, I'm not going to let you leave. I'm not going to let you go home until this is all clean. Naruto isn't very responsive to that kind of manipulation. Uh, and he just says, basically, like, I don't care. I don't have <laughs> no one's home anyway. And this is where we're first keyed into the understanding that Naruto is an orphan. And so it's all like, but, but, but I don't have parents. I don't care about going home. And then Eruka's like, fine, I'll take you out to get ramen after you're done instead. And then, you know, he's like, oh, ramen. The boy loves ramen. Boy loves ramen. We're going to hear about this from time to time. That's when we're first keyed into the fact that Naruto loves ramen. This is about as important as him being an orphan. I'm lying. No, I would, I would say so. Well, I'm not lying then. Never mind. And then we get title card, and then we get them at the ramen shop eating ramen. Yeah. It's like a little stand outside. The Ichiraku ramen stand. And Iruka, Iruka chides him, saying like, Naruto, what the fuck, man? Don't you know who those faces are? Yeah, and there's like a, there's like a great bit here that's like, like th- th- this was like added in the anime, but I think it's like really charming where like when Iruka asks the question, Naruto is like already, like, he's already got his mouth full, and then like he just completely finishes the bowl before he answers that all. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Like, I, I said at the top of this episode description that, like, I like I didn't have a great sense of, like, what uh, Hayato Date is, is like as, like, a storyboard on the show. But I think there's, like, a bunch of smart little, like, changes and additions that, like, make this episode flow much better than the manga. And there's also, like, this little characterful moment that I like a lot. Yeah, and so Naruto goes into, like, yeah, of course I know who they are. They're the best fucking ninja ever. Especially the fourth one, who is the coolest and most badass ninja ever, and he killed that big fox. Yeah, and then... And then Aruka asks him, like, okay, well then why'd you do it? And then Naruto does not give a very convincing answer. He says that he's going to be the best Hokage of all time, and that he did it because he wants to be the Hokage, and he's going to be a better Hokage than all of them. And again, like, I feel like, if you, I guess if you want to be the first, the best Hokage ever, you just have to convince everybody that the rest are all really shitty by painting on their faces. Yeah, I give you a leg up, for sure, for sure, for sure. And so Naruto has another question. He asks Aruka if he can wear his, like, headband as, like, ninja forehead protector thing. And Aruka's like, no, and then explains, this is the thing that proves I'm an official shinobi, and you can't wear it until you're an official shinobi. You know, goes into that whole thing, and it's just like, you know, and then Naruto's like, fine, I want another bowl of ramen then. You know, so that that was just more or less our little introduction to uh, the the headband with the little symbol on it as, a like, a badge. And then we're back to the classroom. Yeah, this is this is their finals, right? Yeah, this is during their ninja finals. Iruka tells the class that they are going to be tested on their clone jutsu. And Naruto laments that he's really bad at the clone jutsu. And so we skip forward to Naruto's turn. And he's really bad at the clone jutsu. Yeah, and he's really bad at the clone jutsu. He just makes like a, like a sketchy cartoon guy who just lies on the floor looking confused. Yeah, and then... So Iruka and a new teacher we haven't seen yet. Yeah, okay, what... What, like... When I first saw this guy, I was like, I like recoiled a bit. I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, I know who this is, like, after those five seconds passed. But like, he occupies no space in my mind. This is like the most first chapter villain ever of all time. He is nothing. Yeah, no, no, no. This guy does not show up. And he is going to be the subject of my next, like, little dub difference. Uh, That'll be a little bit later. I think he's only in this episode. He might have, like, an anime-only thing later. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, he has an anime-only filler arc. We'll get to later. Okay. Exciting. Yeah, so Iruka's like, no way you fail, you're disqualified, you couldn't do it. Uh, and so this new teacher, uh, Mizuki... He's like, maybe it's fine that he's shitty at this. I'm shitty at this, too. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe, maybe it's okay. Like, 
he has lots of other stuff going for him. Like, so what if he can't do this one jutsu, right? Like, that's basically his argument. Um, and Ruka's like, no, like, literally every other student was able to, like, do it really well, right? It just would, it wouldn't be right to just let him slip, slip by, even though, like, this was the test as established and everyone else passed. Fine. We can't just change it for Naruto. Uh, and so Naruto just doesn't get to graduate. Okay, show over. He really, he really fucked up. He never became the Hakage. It's a, it's, it's like a cruel story about like the, the realities of the world. Sometimes you just never get what you want. Yeah, good. This is, this is my favorite six minute anime. Okay, but actually, you know, from there we, we, we cut to like outside of the class and like everybody else is like coming to pick up their kids. And because Naruto doesn't have any parents, he's sitting on like one of the most enduring images in Naruto, the loneliness swing. The loneliness swing is very strong. And we see two women uh, basically gossiping about Naruto saying it's good actually that he didn't get to become a ninja uh, and one of them starts to say something like, you know, that kid's really, and then the other one shuts her up saying like, no, no, we're not allowed to talk about that. And they cut off. And then we find Mizuki, uh, approaches Naruto, basically pulls him away to go talk in private while we see, uh, the Hokage and Iruka sensei starting to catch on that maybe something's up and they need to have a conversation elsewhere. Mm-hmm. We meet Naruto and Mizuki off, like, sitting on a high platform somewhere. Looks like a maybe, like, a roof or a balcony or some such. And Mizuki starts off by being, like, really reassuring to Naruto. Tells him that, like, Iruka doesn't hate him. He just wants him to get stronger. You know, because, like, Iruka believes in him and all that stuff. Uh, and then Naruto's just like, but I really wanted to graduate. And Mizuki tells him a secret. There's, like, an extra special scroll full of, like, super good techniques in the Hokage's office. And if you steal it and do one of those techniques... You, know, you get to graduate, and this is like a, obviously a very normal above the board school practice. But Naruto's twelve; he doesn't know shit. And he's like, sure, yeah, right. Like, and to be fair, with what we know about like future school practices in this world, yeah, like that that, that tracks like, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, okay, yeah. There's a secret scroll in the Hokage's office, and if you learn a jutsu from it, then like that's proof that you're a good ninja. Oh, they'll let me be a ninja if I like prove I can do awesome ninja shit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Mizuki tells Naruto about the thing, and then we see Iruka laying in bed, stark out, and Mizuki comes knocking at the door and basically tells on Naruto, mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, Naruto took the secret scroll. And so they go off to fucking look for him, and then it's a whole big, huge deal where all the all the ninjas in the village are like, oh no, it's like so bad that Naruto has the scroll, everyone needs to look for him. Also, I, I want to say, um, I think like these last few minutes, like I think some of the smartest like reordering that happens in the episode because in the manga there's like a lot of like really frantic like one page or less scenes that it keeps cutting de- between, and here I think like it really smartly condenses a lot of that stuff into like, well, like it, it combines as many scenes as it can. So like in the manga you get like you have like Naruto on the swing and then like Naruto and then like and that's a scene and then you have like Naruto meeting Mizuki. And that's a scene. And then you like cut to Naruto talking with Mizuki somewhere else, and that's another scene. And they also cut, um, they also cut like a one page scene where Naruto like breaks into the Kage's office and like does a sexy jutsu on the third Kage and like to like get the scroll. I think it's like a correct call to remove that here because it's not really very dramatically compelling and it kind of like messes with the tone of this part of the episode. Or it would if it was in the, in the anime. Yeah, and every time they can cut a usage of sexy jutsu, like chef's kiss. Perfect. It's okay, they'll, they'll make up for lost time in future episodes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so all, all the all the different shinobi are like, oh, we gotta go find him, and they split off, and, like, everyone's looking, and the Hokage is like, blah, and points, and you see everyone jump away. And then you see Mizuki, 
And this is where we learn that, ha ha ha, it was all a ploy. I want the scroll. And he has a very evil face now, and a and two large shuriken tied to his back. Yeah, that's how you know this guy is a fucking jobber. His ninja technique is that he has two big shuriken, and it's not even, like, the cool big shuriken. These are, like, just the bullshit small shuriken, but bigger. And, like, a shuriken is just, in Naruto, it's the weapon you throw when you want to, like, see if the other guy's as good as you and that nothing happens. Like, this guy's, this guy's no good. This guy's worthless. Yeah, shuriken are for throwing, and then the other person also throws shuriken, and they meet in the middle, and you're like, okay, now we can fight. Yeah, okay, so, like, we learned that, like, ha ha ha, I told Naruto to get this evil scroll so that I could have it, actually. And then, Iruka finds Naruto. And Iruka's like, Naruto? What the fuck for real? Uh, and then Naruto explains, like, ha ha ha, you found me, but I learned the jutsu. So can I show it to you now and become a ninja? And Iruka's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so Iruka catches on really soon that Naruto was manipulated into doing this. <laughs> but not soon enough. To avoid getting super stabbed by Mizuki. Yeah, he gets it by kunai, which has like a slightly higher success rate than Shuriken. I mean, to be fair, he threw like 20 kunai. So like, you know. You know, and then they have a little bit of a back and forth. And Naruto's like, what's going on here? And I think this is where Mizuki lets it slip that something's been going on vis-a-vis Naruto and that fox that that went away 12 years ago. Uh, And this is actually where... I think the biggest departure from the dub and the sub. Mizuki explains that nobody is allowed to talk about it, but Naruto actually is that evil fox spirit. Now, we know that the spirit was just sealed inside a baby boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the dub, Mizuki also says that, like, the fox spirit is sealed inside of you. Huh. That, that's interesting, because I, I feel like you definitely get the impression from the way that a lot of people in the village talk about Naruto that, like... The understanding is that Naruto is just the fox, as far as they're concerned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a, like it's just a weaker character motivation for him to like. Like, obviously, he wants the scroll, but like he sees Naruto as not only acceptable but like a virtuous person to take out to get it. He thinks, "Oh, I'll get stronger, and I'll be the one that took out that evil fox." And like, it's not even that the dub totally drops the concept of some people believing that naruto just like is the fox because in the next episode the hokage has a little speech about like how the people see naruto and stuff and he mentions it there it's just like really weird to make that change in this spot because also what it does is and i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself so maybe i should talk about it later but like there's a point where naruto is like hiding behind a tree while iruka and mizuki are like talking and there's this, like, really, like, emotional rejection of Mizuki's understanding of Naruto from Iruka, right? And I think just, like, that whole setup and that whole interaction is a lot less impactful if Mizuki's just like, yeah, he has the fox in his tummy, instead of, Naruto is literally a devil fox. Totally, totally. Yeah, so we learn that from, yeah, so Mizuki tells Naruto and Iruka's like, Ah, uh, no, don't don't say it. It's not allowed. And Naruto's are like, you know, his whole fucking world is shattering around him. And then we get a quick flashback to uh, the third Hokage talking to Iruka, telling him to be nice to Naruto because he's just a kid without parents. Like, he's going to act out and people are going to treat him poorly for it, right? Uh, and Iruka is someone who is in a possession 
to empathize with that because Aruka is also an orphan from the fox attack 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so Mizuki and Aruka are done talking. Uh, Mizuki throws his big shuriken and Aruka takes the hit square in the back for Naruto, like shielding him. And Naruto's all like, oh my god, why'd you do that? You're like really fucking hurt now. Uh, and then Uruka says, because you and I are the same, and then he tells Naruto to run, Naruto runs, uh, and there's, like, a little bit of a chase. I, I, I like, I, we talked a bit about how, like, I don't really care much for Mizuki, but I think the Uruka stuff here really works. Like, I think it's just, like... Yeah, no, no, he's, like, a, he, he's an okay bad guy for, like, the very first, you know? Yeah, like, he, like he, he's not anything, he doesn't really need to be anything, but it is pretty funny to talk about how much he sucks. Yeah. Right, and we get a little flashback of, like, Iruka's childhood without parents or whatever, uh, and, like, the loneliness he faced, and then, like, you know, Iruka starts crying with a big shuriken in his back. Naruto runs away. Uh, Naruto's acquired his first father figure. Yeah. So Naruto takes off running, uh, Mizuki lands, and he's, and he's still on his shit. He's saying, like, what, you just gonna let him get away with that scroll? You know he's gonna take it out on the village, you know, on account of him being a big evil fox. Uh, and I don't remember exactly what he said in the dub, but it was some basically that horseshit except like oh you know he's gonna he might he might as well he might as well be as evil as the fox would be that's that just makes it so much weaker that's so strange yeah yeah and so we see um the crystal ball again naruto running the kage's watching the the bits of naruto running through the trees in this episode like i i found really striking just because like by later naruto the like there's a very like specific rhythm of like some of like people jumping through trees where they like kick off a branch with one foot and they float through the air for a while and they land another branch and they kick off that branch with the other foot. And, like, it's just such this, like, established thing. They like, it, it feels very different to see Naruto just, like, scrambling through the treetops and all fours like he does in this episode. Yeah, and, like, not not even just Naruto. Like, the other ninjas are doing it, too. Mm-hmm. It, it is cool to see the ways that, like, th- there's a lot of things that are, like, immediately here. Like, I think that um, Tetsuya Nishio and Hirofumi Suzuki's designs for this show, like, they, like, basically immediately have it. But there's a bunch of small parts of the visual language that haven't been fully established, and it's really interesting to see, like, the things that are there in place of those. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, we also learn that the from, from the third Hokage looking through his crystal ball, that... If Mizuki actually killed Naruto, it would be really, really bad because the fox would come out. People aren't ready for that, really. Like, you know. No. Like, like the, the second Hokage is already dead. If the third Hokage is dead, we're going to have to find a new one. Yeah. And so, and so we get a sequence where Naruto's scrambling on the trees and then Iruka comes up and then Iruka's like, Oh, come, you know, come here, stop. And then Naruto punches him really hard. Sends him flying. You know, they land, and then Iruka, like, poofs into Mizuki, and is like, how'd you know it wasn't me? And then Naruto poofs into Iruka, because I'm me. You know, and then and then that's when we get the whole, like, no, I know Naruto's not like that. Naruto's a hard worker. He's a good kid. He's just, you know, he just acts out because he doesn't have parents and is super lonely. And Naruto hears that, and, you know, with the way it's phrased, at first it sounds like Iruka is agreeing with Mizuki, and so Naruto's all like, oh no, he was right, nobody really loves me, he just, he's just nice to me because he's told to. And Mizuki's whole argument through this scene is like, oh, he's a beast, he's just gonna lash out, he's dangerous, we should put him down. And Iruka's like, yeah, that's right, it is dangerous. If Naruto was a beast... You know, and then and then he goes into the whole like Naruto's a good kid stuff, and then Naruto's like, oh ha ha, I love my teacher. Uh, yeah, it's it's like genuinely very sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Mizuki winds up to throw his second large shuriken. Okay, I don't think he's trying to throw it. He's like spitting. He's just gonna like try. Like I was reading this, he's like trying. He's gonna like slash him like up close by spitting the shuriken at him. <laughs> 
And then Naruto headbutts him, and the shuriken, like, sails off into the trees, and Mizuki's got nothing left. This guy's fucked. <laughs> he has two shuriken. He's, and then he's done for. Yeah, and then, and then Naruto showed off the jutsu he learned. Yeah. Um, and becomes, like, 300 of himself. Hell, yes. And then we hear a bunch of funny cartoon noises. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I, I, I do love that, like, both in the manga and in the anime, the big, like, the big shot of the episode, like, this, like, the big double-page splash in the manga, and it's, like, this is the big climactic mode of the, of the, uh, of the a- anime. Is it, like, this isn't, like, a, it's, it's not, like, a fight happening. It is, like, Naruto succeeding at this thing that, like, he wants to do. And, like, part of this might be, like, a practicality thing. Like, I know there's, like, a bit in, like, one of the manga volumes where Masashi Kishimoto talks about how, like, Whenever there's, like, a big shadow clone scene, like, he and his assistants are just, like, staying up all night inking all of these shadow clones. But also, like, I think it's, like, a nice th- thematic beat that, like, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter what happens after this. It's kind of foregoing the conclusion that, you know, 300 Naruto's are going to beat up this guy. And we get our cartoon noises and, uh... What could he possibly do? Pull out a third shuriken? From where? No room for that. No room for that. You get big shuriken, you only get two. They're really heavy. Maybe when he comes back later he'll have three, and that's, like, what makes him a threat. It's too scary. But, but yeah, Naruto does his sh- shadow clone jutsu when he turns into 300 of himself, which is... And, like, what, watching through this first as a child, I was a little bit confused as to why it would be, like, a... What 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 is the main difference between Naruto's shadow clone jutsu and the clone jutsu that they were learning in class earlier? I mean, in, in, in the manga, there's, like, a panel where, like, Iruka's just, like, sitting there very explicitly spelling it out that, oh, the shadow clones are solid, unlike the regular clones, which are just illusions. But, like, in the, uh, in, in the anime, though, they cut that, and it's, like, kind of a clunky line, so it's probably fine. But, like, the distinction isn't made super apparent in the anime, if you don't already know it. Right, at least in this episode. Cartoon noises, shot back down, Mizuki's just fucking has the snot beat out of him lying on the floor, and Iruka's like, wow, that kid's really something. You know, they call all the ninjas back, you know, it's okay now, and then it's the morning, and Aruka's like, Alright, Naruto, I guess it was true that if you learned a technique from that school, you became a ninja, because I guess I'm just making you a ninja now. You know, I think it's fair. I think it's I think it's also very good that like he picked the one like pretty normal jutsu in that scroll because everybody talks about how all there's all these various dangerous techniques in there. I'd like Shadow Clone's like a pretty normal jutsu in the grand scheme of things. Like what, it's eventually recontextualized a thing that's just like really inconvenient for most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like but like everything else in there is apparently very very like something we should be worried about. So it's good that Naruto picked the least dangerous one to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got good instincts. Yeah, we, we learn later that the only reason Shadow Clone Jutsu was in that scroll in the first place was because it's, like, dangerous to the user because your chakra gets spread too thin and you die because you don't have any chakra in your body anymore once you spread it out between, like, a hundred clones. But Naruto, for special reasons, is resistant to that downside. He's got, he's got all the chakra in him. He's got so much chakra in him. We don't, we don't really talk much about chakra in this first episode, but just rest assured... He's oh. got a lot of it in him, and that's and that's important. A little boy will teach us all about it in the next one. Do, okay, yeah, I, I guess. Right, do you have anything else we want to say about this episode before we move on to that next one? I, mean, I, I guess we should talk about the ending uh, theme that comes up here. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have anything you want to say about it, or should I, should I lead us into this? I mean, I think it's a good song. I like it. 
Yeah, no, the, the song is like ju- it is like immensely nostalgic to me. It is like 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 I like I, like I, it is like immediately comforting for me here. It just like occupies such a huge place in my mind. And also, I think the sequence is like really great. Like I think it's such this. It's like it's really like cool distillation of like the sense of loneliness that Naruto is feeling. Um, this sequence is uh, like storyboarded and like key animated solo by uh, Toshiki Suru, who is somebody I'm probably going to talk about a lot on this podcast. But uh, I, so so I'm not going to get like all the way into like my feelings on his work right here, but like. I think right now it's safe to say that like Toshiki Suru is somebody who has like a very good sense of the appeal of Naruto and uh, does a really good job of like drawing that out uh, of his work of like expanding on the source material in really like satisfying ways. Um, I, I think the, the the clearest point of reference for what Toshiki Suru's work is like is um like the, the the one that like probably registered to like the largest amount of people who'd be hearing this is that he is the director on the episode where Rock Lee drops the weights in when he's fighting Gara. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, so we're ready to move on to episode two. Um, so in episode two, uh, Naruto takes a bad picture. We meet a little boy. Naruto teaches that little boy some troubling techniques. And then they use the troubling techniques to own the little boy's teacher. And that's basically it. That's basically it. It wasn't a very, um, there wasn't a lot going on in this episode. But before we get into the not a lot going on in this episode... We should oh, talk about the boy. first opening of the show. I I have a thing to say about the opening of the show. What, what do you have to say about this opening? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna save it till the end of the opening discussion. Okay. So th- this opening is also directed by the guy I just talked about, uh, Toshiki Suru. And the animation director on is Hirofumi Suzuki, who, in addition to being one of the character designers on the show, uh, collaborates with Suru on like most of his, most of his episodes. Um, and like again, like I, this is just like one of the like core like creative teams of Naruto. I think they're like responsible for defining so much of like what Naruto feels like to me. It's, it's like a great creative collaboration. And then also um, like among the people who work who like animate in this opening, uh, the the one I have to mention right now is uh, Norio Matsumoto, who is like an industry legend in his own right. Like both for his work outside of naruto but also like his work inside of naruto is like very foundational in uh like showing what action in naruto looks like um he does like the big rotating action cut in this episode and also he animates like a bunch of the big fight from like episode 133 that you can see set to like any music you wanted to on youtube in 2008 or now i mean those videos are still out those videos are probably still out some of them might be quietly silenced and that'll be a bummer but like you could probably find a link in park song on your own to play over it yeah so this opening has a grim portent. What's the grim portent? Well, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but in this whole sequence, Sakura doesn't do fucking anything. She, like, grabs a guy and, like, brings him to the ground as the action bit. She, she puts one guy in an arm lock and then doesn't yeah. even get to dodge the big log by herself. It's fine. I think it's really, I do think it's really funny that, uh, when it's, like, showing everybody's, like, individual shot of them, like, like, Sasuke's, like, standing on top of a tree brooding, and, like, Naruto's, like, taking a nap in a tree, and, like, Sakura's just touching a rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the poor girl just doesn't have anything to work with. Yeah, so that's... Like, yeah, I, I think this is, like, a pretty cool sequence. It's, like, it doesn't, I don't think it really registers in, like, anybody's list of, like, the most iconic Naruto openings just because, the, like, the amount of the cast that's in it is so small. But, I, I, again, I, I think it is pretty good at, like, capturing, like, here's the appeal of, like, Naruto. Like, you know, you, you get the sense of, like, Naruto coming closer to his team. And, you know, like, Sasuke in particular is kind of the central relationship to the whole show that we're, like, we're not going to talk about that much right now. But, you know. Yeah, we could just see Sasuke and Naruto being bros for a sec. Yeah, and it's, like, it's cool. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. The episode itself opens up to Naruto 
Yeah, it opens up like a Calvin and Hobbes like school picture day bit. Yeah, where Naruto is covered in like white and red face paint and the photographer is just like, are you sure about this? Naruto insists and he takes a picture in a really funny pose. We get a title card and then we cut to like the, the Hokage laugh is and like the Hokage is like, hey, you you can't do this. You got to be taking this more seriously. Like, I guess it's like a little more severe than uh, like um than like a, like the ever school picture day. Because like realistically speaking, if that's the picture that's on his file, that's like, oh, here are at Naruto's funeral. If he dies, we'll have like a picture of him doing a goofy face. Mm-hmm. And that'd be like a weird thing for everybody. But, yeah, uh, right. And it's like, if he goes missing, that's the picture that they'll show everybody to try and find him. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, the, you're the the bingo book. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> Dangerous criminal. Yeah, and so the, the Hokage is in this big office and he's telling Naruto to take the picture again. And a little boy comes barging in. A little boy comes barging in and he falls flat on his face. Yeah, he's saying he's going to challenge the Hokage. Fucking, his days are numbered. Fucking, I'm going to come get your ass. He trips over his own feet, busts his face on the floor, starts starts crying sabotage. Yeah, I've got some nice things to say about this little boy. I think the uh, I think the bit where he runs into the room and falls on his face, there's like some really funny frames of animation in there. Yeah. And I think that his voice actor, Ikue Otani, is like sort of the premier funny baby voice actor in all of anime. Yeah, uh, his English voice is pretty good too. That's good to know. Yeah, I mean, like, it sounds basically very similar. I don't know any of the voice English voice actors' names. I might fix that later. Yeah, we, we, like, maybe we do a thing where we talk about the voice actors at some point, but there's a lot to cover in this first episode, and we're still figuring the format out, so, like, if we do that, we probably won't do it this time. Yeah. We haven't done that research right now. Yeah, also the baby boy has a shuriken, and I don't think baby boys should be allowed to run as shurikens. No, no, probably not. They should teach that to... We gotta get Abby's going forward and be like, hey, you need to be teaching this kid not to run with sharp objects. Yeah, I guess, I guess it goes against the whole sort of ninja thing. Right, but he can't stay on his feet. Like, like you got, like you got to let him start running a sharp object at some point. But like, there should be a cutoff before before where it's like it's a bad idea. Right, and so the the baby boy's retainer comes in. He's like, "Oh my god, honorable grandson, are you okay?" And you know, we learn that this kid is the grandson of the Hokage. And they notice Naruto's in the room. the The kid, I don't think they've said his name yet, but I'm gonna just call him. Konohamaru because it's his name mm-hmm. walks over to Naruto and he's just like hmm, you're not gonna say shit to me because I'm because you know I'm the I'm, I'm the Hokage's grandson Naruto does not give a fuck Naruto will punch a child this, that's what we need in our heroes the ability to punch a child I don't believe that don't quote me on that but he does punch a child he does, t- he does punch a child Naruto is fully capable of punching a child on the head and so Konohamaru gets a scolding from his teacher guy he's got sunglasses whole thing but you know he gets a talking to by his teacher guy and, you know, he's all like, you know, st- stick with me, kid. I'll show you how it's done to be a real ninja. None of this tripping over your own feet, barging on the Hokage shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, if you work with me, I- I- it's like basically a shortcut to being Hokage because I'm like such a great teacher. Yeah, Konohamaru is not having it. He does not care what this dude says. He is the lamest motherfucker in town. And so he just leaves while the dude's talking. We we, we learn that this kid does this like several times a day, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, barges in the Hokane trying to assassinate him. Uh, before before we move on from this scene in the Hokage's office, there's a few things I want to point out. Yeah. Uh, the first is that there's, like, multiple times in this scene where we just cut outside to the loneliness swing to, like, establish a brief amount of time passing. Right. Because uh, we have time. The other thing is that in this scene, there is, like, a secret fourth character who's sitting next to the Hokage at his desk. And he's in, like, three shots at the beginning of the scene. And for the entire rest of the scene, he's, like, every shot is composed so that he's, like, just out of frame. Right. And it's really funny to me. This is, like, this is true in the manga also. But, like, it, it's way more striking in the anime because the scene goes on for so much longer. Right, 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 right. That's really funny. I yeah I noticed him at the beginning and I guess I figured I just totally forgot about him in the preceding scenes. That's 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, I wonder what that guy's up to. We'll never know. I don't think that's a named character. No. Uh, He's got a hat? I mean, what's really funny is that, like, in the previous episode, they, like, dubbed it, they, like, inserted in characters that we would know later that, like, weren't in the earlier manga chapter. Mm-hmm. They did not remove character that never shows he's he's important to the scene yeah yeah yeah. he's important to the scene because we need to know that the hokage doesn't just sit in his office by himself yeah like there's like in the manga there's like a shot of him making like a like a shocked face when naruto i think it's like when it's either when konohamaru falls over when naruto punches konohamaru Mm -hmm. but like he doesn't even get that in the anime it would have been fun if this was our first shot of of like kakashi right because then is Kakashi the guy who like sits in the Hokage's office that much though? No, but the re but the reason they could backfill Kakashi being there as sort of like the reasoning for it, even if it's not explained necessarily, was that Kakashi was going over students that he was going to take onto his squad, right? Because this is about you know chronologically speaking, I would imagine that this is about when they're deciding that stuff and getting all the pictures, mm-hmm. you know. So it could be like a you know fucking whatever, just to make it a face that we know. We've talked about this guy for so long. Let's move on. Yeah, we, we can't. We can't. <laughs> We've talked about this guy for longer than anybody else on the planet has. All right. Naruto's walking down the street. Kanahamaru is doing a really bad job trailing him. He's mm-hmm. putting a sheet over himself to make him look like a rock in the middle of the road with his feet out. He's going up against the wood wall with the with the fence print sheet, but like the, the posts are going the wrong way, like horizontally instead of vertically, with with his hands and his hair sticking out. You know, all sorts of funny, like, haha, he's not very good at hiding hijinks. This is like a pretty cute bit from the manga to like extend out a bit. Like this what this this is this is fine. You know, this 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 is this isn't a problem to me. Yeah, and so Naruto's eventually just like, alright kid, what's up? And <laughs> Konohamaru acts all cool like, hey, 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 good eyes. You must be a pretty good ninja to see through my disguise. And so Konohamaru approaches him asking how to be a cool and strong ninja just like Naruto is. Which shows just impeccable taste in good ninja. Mm-hmm. And so Naruto's like, no way, but then Konohamaru starts calling him boss and Naruto likes the sound of it. So he's like, alright, I'll go. Let's see what you got, kid. This is also still like still pretty fun. Still having a pretty good time with this episode. Yeah, and so and so Naruto takes him, you know, walking down the road, talking about the basics. Uh, Naruto mispronounces chakra. He calls it chattera, which Konohamaru and imagines a funny ninja kitty cat and asks if he means chakra naruto's like haha yeah all the all the all the cool real ninjas say chatter it's like a, we were like really close with chakra we're like bros <laughs> yeah in, in the manga i want to point out we still haven't heard like word one about chakra okay that's really fun yeah it's it, like uh the storyboarder on this episode and the next one uh and like presumably people are the script also we're given like kind of like a thankless task uh uh in like expanding these episodes out for the anime because there's like these are like pretty light chapters like the first episode is, is like adapting like a 50 chapter or a 50 page long chapter and like you know you can do a lot to like make that flow better and like uh you know like you, you just like add, add I had a bunch of fun details, which I think Hayato Date does like a pretty good job of. But um, mm-hmm. Hideyuki Matsui, who's the storyboarder on this episode and the next one, is kind of trying to wa- draw water from a stone here. And like he's he's done pretty good so far, but I think his luck is about to run out. Mm. Yeah, and so Naruto asks Konohamaru what he knows about chakra, and Konohamaru gives the whole explanation of like, oh, it's the fucking energy in your body, blah blah blah. You use it to do your ninja magics, all that stuff. And then like, and then Naruto's impressed for a second until he sees that Konohamaru is just reading it off of a scroll. Nar- Naruto explains that gives the like horseshit like to be a strong ninja, you need hard work and guts. And Konohamaru is like, oh wow. And then and then he's like, all right, now that's what you got. Let's try your transformation jutsu. Konohamaru is like, all right, who do I transform into? And he points out a lady that's like at a shop stall over over across the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, 
Ikoda Hamaru's defense, he's about to fuck this up, but I feel like Naruto has given him a pretty tough task, because if you look at this woman, uh, the thing you'll notice is that she's not a Naruto character. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of... <laughs> Like, the hair is completely off, the facial structure is completely off. Like, if we have, like, episode notes, we'll try to put this in here so you can see. But, like... It's really funny. Yeah, and, like, I've been... I've been paying a lot of attention to how the sort of, like, Naruto, like, art style is. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm trying to mimic it to some degree for our uh, cover art. And, yeah, wow. She's just from a different show. She's just from a different show. Yeah, and so, like, Konohamaru, like, understandably just does not know how to process that. Uh... And he turns into, like, a big, like, unibrow fat lady. It's it's kind of a... It's it's cheap. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 not, it's not like, a good joke. It's not funny. It's just, like... It's like, yeah, ha, ha, he did it bad. And then the lady's all like, oh, honorable grandson, next time, make me cuter. And then she fucking hits Naruto. And then, and then they go and look at some saucy magazines to give Konohamaru a better idea of what women look like, and they're kicked out of the store. This is the part of the episode where, like, they really start working in overdrive to draw this out. Like, not, like basically none of this, of, like, Naruto trying to teach Konohamaru what a sexy girl is, is in the manga. But it goes on for so long here, and it's, like, interminable, and, like, it doesn't result in anything worthwhile. Okay, so... So then they both transform, and again, and then they walk into, like, a bathhouse or something on the woman's side. Konohamaru is, again, just, they did the fat, ugly lady joke again. They walk in, and, like, everyone there immediately recognizes Naruto's girl form and kicks them out. And it's, you know, and, and then they're in the woods. They're in the woods, and Konohamaru's feeling down because he can't do it right. Naruto's like, okay, try one more time. I got you. I'll walk you through it. And so, like, he transforms. Again, it's the fat, ugly lady joke. And Naruto... They've really just got the one joke. And and so, like, the, the we pan out to watch Tree Lion, and then Naruto gives a bunch of, like, you know, advice. Like, okay, skinnier. Okay, no more cute. Now, okay, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so, like... The closest thing to, like, a joke that works in this bit is, like, when it's panning up and, like, because they don't have to do a visual gag, it's just Ikuyatani doing, like, different ridiculous cartoon voices. And, like, you know, I'll listen to Ikuyatani doing ridiculous cartoon voices. Then we see Konohamaru's teacher, like, looking out, like, Honorable Grandson, where the fuck are you? Where could you be? I'm not gonna let this Naruto punk fucking ruin you with his tricks which you know too late bud yeah so i actually want to talk about this a bit um i'm going to talk about like the uh the the early manga translation and again this is not like a sense of like oh they fucked up here this isn't the sense of like oh um you know like uh, here here's like a big translation error it's just like there's like a bunch of stuff in ebisu's dialogue in this chapter that like points to like an incomplete understanding of the work and like that's fine that's just the job you know when like when you get the first volume of naruto on your desk in like 2002 before the anime is a thing in the in like america before you have like a you have like any source like get a context for what the thing is as a whole like there's just stuff you, you you aren't gonna know but there's like there's definitely the sense that abc's dialogue has been like punched up in a way to like try and make him sound more like uh like pompous and bombastic and that's fine but like he like gestures to all these details that just don't line up which is fascinating to me for example uh like he, t- he, t- he talks about how he's like in a, a long line of in- of like of, of trainers who've, who've prepared countless candidates for hokage i'd like first of all success rate on this can't be very high four of them ever We've been four of them ever, and, like, this isn't stuff we know right now in the manga, but, like, the, the first two were, like, a guy and his brother, so, like, he probably wasn't involved in the selection there. And, like, we know who taught the fourth one, and it wasn't, like, anybody uh, he was related to. So, like, maybe his grandpa, like, trained the third or something. Yeah. But, like, uh-huh. that's all he's got. 
Yeah, okay. And then, so that we, we see that guy and he's looking over and then we see Naruto and Konohamaru again in the woods still. Strangely, there's a vending machine there. I don't know where this is supposed to be. You know, I guess they just have vending machines in the woods. Uh, so they're drinking stuff from the vending machine in the woods. This is where we get Konohamaru's whole, like, heart-to-heart, like, oh, you know, nobody nobody treats me like my own person because I'm the grandson of the Hokage. Like, barely anybody ever uses my name. By the way, it's Konohamaru. You know, that all that stuff. That, that, that That's why he wants to be the Hokage now. So that he gets to be the Hokage instead of always being, like, you know, compared to the Hokage or, like, referred only in comparison to the Hokage, right? And this is like a, this is like a fine thing for like oh here's like a kid who's got kind of a limited understanding of the world and here's like a conflict they're having, right? I just wish they made a better episode about it. Yeah, and so Naruto gives him the whole like, well, if you want to be Hokage, you're gonna have to beat me first, and then. We see the Hokage on his, like, on the roof of his office, and Iruka approaches, asking about Naruto. And this is where we get the whole, you know, oh, it's not going to be easy for Naruto because everyone hates his ass speech from the from the Hokage. Where we learned that, like, I mean, we already knew this, but we learned that, like, he was the baby boy that the fox got spe- sealed into. And to, like, protect him and stuff, we made sure that, like, nobody ever talked about it. But that has caused, like, a growing resentment of this boy. Even to the point where a lot of people believe that, like, he just is the evil fox spirit. Mm-hmm. And like the the kid, the other kids in the village, like they they aren't allowed to know about this, but like they see their parents being like, "This kid's bullshit," and they're like, "Oh, this kid must be bullshit." Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, just j- just so we get the uh, the Konohamaru sob story right right next to the Naruto sob story back to back. You know, mm-hmm. it's like ah, uh, all these all these people are going through some shit. Yeah, like, I guess like, all these kids shit. are going through some shit. And then we see Konohamaru's teacher flying through the woods. He lands and he's like, haha, I found you. I'm going to be an authority figure now. And specifically, he looks at Naruto and scoffs and thinks to himself, uh, we, we get a little thing where like he sees Naruto as the demon fox, right? Mm-hmm. Approaches Konohamaru and he's just like, honorable grandson, you got to come with me and I got to... I gotta show you about like virtue and shit. It's like you need to you need to learn a thousand jutsus to become the Hokage, and and all, and you know nobody else is gonna teach you a thousand jutsus. There's nobody else in this village who knows a thousand jutsus. Yeah, no, no, but he approaches and he's just like, all right, come with me. I'm gonna teach you about honor and justice or whatever. And Konohamaru like shows off the now complete sexy jutsu. This is like a pretty weak moment to like hinge the like climax of the episode around. Yeah, yeah, it's just rough and like it doesn't even work. You know, he's just like mm-hmm. he just gets mad and he's just like, what the fuck did you teach the kid? Which like valid question. Yeah, frankly, right? that kid's like eight. Right, right, right. And so, so he's like, come with me, I'm gonna fucking, you know, scold you and like, you know, I gotta get you out of here first, I can deal with Naruto later. And then, so he starts trying to drag Konohamaru away by the scarf, which is like a bad place to try to drag a child, I guess. Like, it doesn't work. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem that equipped for this job, frankly. But, to be fair, we know that this kid carries knives, so, so grabbing him normal style is kind of in the danger zone. That's true. Uh-huh. You know, maybe grabbing him by the scarf is part of the training, right? So if, like, you do start accidentally training the child, then the child gets experience for how to get out of that right, situation. Right, 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 right. So Naruto responds to this by doing a shadow clone jutsu, and then having all of his shadow clones in what he has dubbed hair, hair of no jutsu turn into the sexy ladies. Turn into the sexy ladies. We, we, we've been kind of talking around, um, like, the stuff with the sexy jutsu. Do we want to, like, dig into that a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, like, what do you have to say about it besides just... Uh, I mean, like, so so to me, when I was, like, you know, like, like I'm a trans woman, and I was, like, a young, repressed child reading Naruto yeah. for the first time, there uh-huh. was a part of me that found it, like, sort of, like, compelling that, like, in the world of Naruto, like, the ability to turn into a girl is, like, almost frivolously easy to the point that people get kind of annoyed when you do it as if it's something impressive. Right, yeah. I'd like, you know, so, like, to me, there, there was, like, a sense of, like, oh, this, this, this could have all sorts of implications about, like, gender expression in the ninja world. And, of course, Naruto isn't about that. Yeah, no, of course it's nothing. But, like, to, 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 to me, when I was young, that was, like, that was, like, such a thing I latched onto and was, like, curious about. And, like, it, pretty bad, like, angle to try and get on Naruto because there's nothing there. But, like. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, however, the way it's actually used is, um, bad. Yeah. Alright, so, so something else I want to touch on is that, like, another thing about the kind of, like, weirdness of the early manga translation is that, like, a lot of the names of the various techniques are, like, like, whatever style guide exists by the time that the anime dub starts, um, it's, it's, it's just not there in the manga. So, like, all of the techniques have, like, different names, like, Shadow Clone Jutsu is Art of the Doppelganger, and, like, Sexy Jutsu is, like, the Ninja Centerfold, and stuff like that. And there's also a bit where Ebisu refers to, like, to, like, Ninjutsu as a whole as illusions. Yeah, uh... I noticed they use the word spell in the uh, in the in the subs that I'm watching. They should, they should talk about them as spells more often. This is this is this is wizards now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's fun. Um, they never say spell in the dub, unfortunately. That's a tragedy. I, I, another thing about like the sort of like evolve like still evolving visual language of the anime is like I- eventually the uh, the image like a bunch of shadow clones appearing is like oh they come out of puffs of smoke, but like here they just kind of like flicker into in existence. And like in the uh, in the opening actually like there's a bit where Naruto does the shadow clones and they like there's kind of like this like chromatic blur around him as they like rush out of his body and that's like a pretty cool effect but it's not something that sticks around really yeah yeah definitely and like but making a bunch of clouds of smoke is like at the scale where there's like hundreds of narutos running around like probably more economical than like trying to like animate a sequence of like hundreds of guys running out of naruto and also like less silly looking yeah definitely um so i want to talk about the harem jutsu for a second okay Let, let's say you are someone who is susceptible to the sexy jutsu yeah mm-hmm. let's have this thought experiment okay um Let's say you are someone who is, like, potentially susceptible to sexy jutsu, however is unaffected by the singular sexy lady in front of you. Uh Uh-huh. Would adding many more change that effect? I think... Here's what I think. I think that we should, like, standardize this so that, like, every character in the Naruto universe has, like, a numerically quantified, like, amount of sexy girls that it takes for them to be affected by the sexy jutsu. Mm -hmm. And this can go on, like, they're, they're, like, it can just go on their ninja info cards. And it can be, like, an important part of quantifying the power levels of the character in Naruto. I've also noticed that being a practitioner of the sexy jutsu makes you extremely resistant to its effects. Naruto is over boobs. <laughs> okay, so that's the last time we're going to talk about that. It's not. No, but, you know. Like, it's probably the most that, like, we're going to talk about it for a while, at least. Yeah, so Naruto makes a bunch of shadow clones, and they all turn into naked ladies, and then... What's this dude's name? Ebisu? Yeah, Ebisu. One sexy lady made out of the grandson of the third Hokage? Not enough. Like, 20 sexy ladies made out of Naruto? Ooh, boy. That gets him. It's... Yeah. Yeah, and then the Hokage is like, hoo-hoo-hoo. Because he's watching through the crystal ball, of course. He always Uh is. And he's like, damn, it's a good thing I'm too far away from all these sexy ladies to be affected. I still see them. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's about the proximity. <laughs> the crystal ball is sort of like a, it, it like, interferes with the effect. Yeah, he's like, hoo hoo hoo, what a devious technique. Good thing I'm not there or else I would have gotten got. 
So then, then, then we're back to the show being good, where Konohamaru is talking about, you know, more of the sappy, like, I want to be the Hokage stuff, and then, like, Naruto's just, like, more of the sappy, like, you know, it, it takes a lot to be the Hokage, like, for real, actually, uh, you know, I'm even trying to become the Hokage, so, like, I would know, and then... Konohamaru is like, all right, Naruto, I don't want to be your apprentice anymore. From now on, I'm your rival. Yeah, wrap on that episode. I don't have, I don't have much else to say about it. I think this is like a fine moment, but the delivery on it's kind of flat. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, because it comes after the harem jutsu. Yeah, that doesn't help. Well, at least in the next one, Naruto gets diarrhea. I, I guess that's the step up under certain uh, standards. Uh, okay, so are we ready to move on to episode three? I, I'm more than ready to move on to episode three. Okay, so in episode three, Naruto's a real ninja now. We meet all of the, like, secondary characters. We learn about how everyone loves Sasuke. Naruto and Sasuke have a little fight. They have a little kiss. They have a little kiss. They have a little fight. Naruto gets diarrhea at a really good time, and then gets diarrhea again, and then again. Yeah, I mean, I I guess that counts as, like, a a way to go through that top before we go in depth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically the whole episode. So, we open up. It's the the morning Naruto's waking up. It's his first real day on the being a big boy ninja. He has breakfast. He puts on his headband. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, there's a few other I want to talk about in Naruto's room. Um, the first is uh, in his room. He has a titty calendar. He does have a titty calendar. That's right. And like the and the the date circled is like October fifteenth, which is like two days before this episode aired. Mm-hmm. And also like the like the position of like the the days like along with the weeks like along with two thousand two. So. We like the the anime has pl- has like placed its stake in Naruto taking place in two thousand two. Okay, good, good. And you know what that that tracks, I think. Yeah, yeah. Nine eleven has just happened, and it's nine uh... eleven has just happened. Osama bin Laden has been still since the time of a baby boy. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> that that way doesn't work. What? What? I, I think you I think you have like some some uh, confusion about like the difference between one year and twelve years. Yeah, I mean, twelve years from now, that baby boy is gonna be like you know a twelve year old, uh, right? But, this is a different baby boy. Yeah, it's a different like we're gonna learn later that there's a fucking bunch of them. Okay, <laughs> this is the Boruto character. Yeah. Okay. There's like in the manga, Naruto is having like a slice of toast for breakfast, but. The anime is, like, really quick to just play the fact that this kid fucking loves ramen. So he is eating ramen for breakfast, and also, he has a glass of milk poured and then proceeds to drink the milk from the carton like an animal? Yeah. I think, like, it's the fact that he does shit like this. That's why the village really hates him. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Um, uh, yeah, so you get title card, puts on the headband, he goes out walking to school or whatever, he meets up with Konohamaru, and Konohamaru's all like, oh wow, a real headband, you know, you're a big kid now. Mm-hmm. I, I I do want to shout out like a specific panel from the manga here. Yeah, because, because like it, like in the anime, it doesn't feel like super. No- it doesn't feel super notable because like 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 we we we've seen the backgrounds in the show a bunch, but like in the manga, um, this is just like this really great panel. It's like really dense, like uh, ninja village architecture, and like this is like really one of the strong suits of the manga artistically. I think like every oh, time, yeah, every time Kishimoto is just drawing like some really dense buildings. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that rules. Yeah, you, you can also see there's a poster of Masashi Kishimoto here. Didn't make it into the anime, but the the water tower with the bear on it is there. Okay, that's good. Yeah, okay, so moving on from that, we see a character we saw in the first episode, but didn't get too much on. We see Sakura. Mm-hmm. Her mother called out to her that she should be leaving soon. Yeah, this is a, this, is, this is our first anime original character, uh, Sakura's mother. <laughs> yeah, um, we, do, we do not see her. No, no. It's just a voice that calls out like, hey, Sakura, it's time to leave now. Yeah, kind of like Sora's mom. <laughs> yeah, just like Sora's mom. 
Yeah, this is um, this is the first of a bunch of scenes that get added to the uh, anime from the manga because this is another episode where they need to pad out 20 pages to fill 20 minutes. And I feel like there's like a much better time of it this episode for the most part, just because you can put other characters in it doing other things and not uh, like, isn't it fucked up that fat ladies exist? So Sakura takes offense to her mother saying that like, okay, you need to be leaving now. She's like, yeah, I was gonna leave. You know, we get that like little like inner dialogue with the with the angry Sakura. We get, we get like uh like doomed gimmick inner Sakura. Mm-hmm. I, I I know like for for like most of the video games or like the for like all of like part one of Naruto, like basically all of Sakura specials are based on inner Sakura, and then like because it just goes away eventually, they have to come up with like new shit for her, which is mostly just punching. And to be fair, even though we don't see it on screen too much, Sakura is supposed to be good at punching later. Yeah. Not now. Not now. Not now. Later. Sakura leaves, walking down the street, she meets up with that bitch Eno. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I I think it's like, I think it's like really fun when like soccer, you know, like see each other instantly like, I fucking hate this bitch. <laughs> I like it when two girls are just extremely competitive with each other. I like it a little less that like it's ultimately all down to like, oh, they both like the same boy. But like, yeah, I, I think they have a pretty fun dynamic that is like not in the comic a ton and it gets to be in the anime a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they're walking down the street having a little conversation basically going like you know you know who says to sakura like oh i didn't think you'd graduate you know that kind of ribbing it escalates a little bit and sakura steps out in front to walk ahead of Eno. Eno does not have it and decides to step out so she's walking in front and so there's a little bit of a back and forth until it devolves into just an outright foot race Later, we're in the classroom where we're introduced to Shikamaru, mm-hmm. who is surprised that Naruto is here with a headband. You do see that guy fail his test, so like it makes sense they'd be surprised. Yeah, I, I think this first real look at Shikamaru is a good time to talk about the mesh. Yeah. People in Naruto just really wear mesh, huh? Yeah, they, they love their mesh. What can you say? Yeah, right, because like, you could see Shikamaru's belly button. I guess you can, huh? So, like, you know, like, it's not like, it's not like it's something that just looks like mesh in the way that they drew it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just mesh. Like, it's just mesh. I never really thought about this element of Shikamaru's design, but, like, I'm totally gonna notice it now. Yeah, and so that's how we know that Shikamaru's gay. Oh, okay. Right, that's the secret. Alright. Um, also, can we talk about the mummy behind him? The mummy? Oh, okay, I, I didn't notice this mummy. I'm gonna need to, like, look for this mummy. Do you have, like, a picture of this mummy to show me? Right, 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 right. Let me, uh, grab a little snapshot. Like, I don't recognize this boy. Uh, he could be a character that I have just forgotten somehow. I doubt it, but there's just kind of a mummy there. There's a mummy there. This isn't anybody, I'm pretty sure. This is just a mummy. Yeah, okay, okay. So one of the background ninja boys is a mummy. It, it, it is pretty interesting that, um, I mean, like, the, the, there is an extent to which they can, uh, they, they, like, they can, like, fill out the scene with, uh, like, characters that exist. So, so, so it's, it's kind of interesting to see, like, like, I mean, I guess they basically give the speaking roles to the, uh, the characters that exist for the most part. And, like, Shikamaru kind of draws the, stor- the short straw because he's the one who gets assigned bully this, uh, scene. Right, and, like, I don't know, he's not even really a bully in this scene. He's kind of just like, wow, hey, Naruto, I didn't know you'd be here. Yeah. Naruto talks to Shikamaru and, you know, they're having their conversation and it zooms out to look at Hinata. Hinata's just looking from the distance and blushing again. This is all she's got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she's like, oh, I'm so happy Naruto was able to graduate. And then we see Ino and Sakura cheek to cheek, real close, just running down the hall mm-hmm. together. They squeeze through the door. They each shout goal. And then they argue about who actually made it first. Uh, and that's when we learn that Naruto has a big crush on Sakura. Sure. 
I'll believe Naruto loves women. It's really interesting to me because like in, in the manga, there's like, there's this bit, like, I don't know if it comes up ever again, but there's like these two like little like square like narration boxes that are like in first person from Naruto. <laughs> like, I don't think it ever comes up again, but like in the manga, it's like, Haruno Sakura, a total babe, but that's the problem. <laughs> oh, amazing. There's also one for Sasuke where it's like, Uchiha Sasuke thinks he's so cool. I hate that guy. <laughs> it's like it's such a wild stylistic thing because like I, I just don't think of that big a thing like i don't think naruto's not a comic where we just get like naruto's narration plastered over the whole thing but like in this chapter there's a little bit in this episode too like we we get to see a little bit of like naruto's inner monologue I mean, like, like in the episode like, like there's there's like his inner monologue and like there's like tiny bits where he's like narrating the scene in like this really weird way like he's like explaining his circumstances to like an audience in a way he doesn't usually do <laughs> right Sakura looks back and Naruto thinks that, you know, she's looking at him. He's like, oh, yeah, Sakura's looking at me. But she pushes right past him to talk to Sasuke. Who? Sasuke's so funny. Sasuke's so... This is the official uh, Konoha Crush dance on Sasuke. That guy's really funny. <laughs> Sasuke's just sitting there, pouting. He's, he does not have time to take out of his busy schedule of pouting to care about women. And, like, all of the teachers are, like, watching this in a crystal ball, and they're like, holy shit, this kid's so good at ignoring women. <laughs> the Hokage secret crystal ball. One of the teachers is a mummy. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that guy's son made it to be a ninja. Yeah. So Naruto gets pissed off that all the girls like Sasuke. Mm. And, and so he goes to, like, intimidate him by squatting on his desk mm. right in front of him. Also, about these girls, I think it, like I think it's very funny that, like, for, like every speaking role that can be, like, replaced with a character that exists later is, like, you know, they, they, they fill the scene as much out as they can with characters that, like, are actual characters. But there's just not enough girls to fill out the scene. Yeah. So we get, like, we get, like a whole bunch of, like, dialogue from these, like, one-off girls who like Sasuke that we'll never see again. Yeah, because there's only three girls in all of them. There's only three girls, and Hinata is assigned the one who doesn't like Sasuke. So, like, she can't be there. Yeah, yeah. So so Naruto goes to intimidate Sasuke by squatting on his desk and leaning down real close to him. It's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the kid sitting in front of Sasuke... This kid who's, like, trying to steal Shikamaru's look, he's not quite got it, but, like... Yeah, he's got the, like... He's not wearing enough mesh, that's for sure. Yeah, he's, he's like, not... He's, like, too afraid to rock the mesh, and that's, like, really holding him back. Uh, he lean, leans back, you know, he's ha- he's having his own conversation, he, like, leans back and bumps Naruto, pushing Naruto forward and right into the supple lips of Sasuke. <laughs> you have to say they're supple. Well, why not? <laughs> I, I guess there's no good reason. So, so, so they do a big kiss and all the girls are mad at Naruto for kissing Sasuke before they could. Now if they ever kiss Sasuke, they'll also be kissing Naruto. Yeah, so, like, Naruto and Sasuke are like, <laughs> I kissed a boy. They're, like, very sure to let you know that they didn't like it. It's very important that they didn't like it. And then Iruka decides to show up, and Naruto's all beat up, and Iruka explains that, you know, it's time to split everyone up into their three-man squads. This, this is another thing that's, like, very funny to me, because, like, we, like we, we get another time where, like, we cut outside to the loneliness swing to, like, establish that time is passing, but, but when they ask, like, squads one through six... Because they, like, filled out this classroom with other characters, but all of them are on teams that have numbers higher than seven. So, like, they still can't, uh... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, Sakura and Naruto and Sasuke are all on a squad. Mm -hmm. And we get a cute little sequence where, like, Naruto's called first, and then Sakura's called, and Naruto's like, hooray! And Sakura's like, oh no! And then Sasuke's called, and Sakura's like, hooray! And Naruto's like, oh no! So then everyone else gets called. Is it Ino that's rude to Choji? 
Eno's roots to Choji. Eno's probably Eno's roots to Choji. It's like th- th- this is one of the things like they just can't really know. But, but like it definitely comes across as weird how like sort of like put out put out by like being put on a team with Shikamaru and Choji. You know is because like later we learn this is just like a generational thing. But like so, so, but like in this episode she's like I can't believe it's the, like I'm with these guys. Like just because she's probably known these guys since like they were all kids and like you know had reason to suspect they would be on the same team regardless of how she felt about it. Yeah, this isn't like a, a criticism. It's just like it, it, it's interesting to see like what ways they can't really foresee like the way this winds up shaping out up early on. Yeah, so Naruto complains about being on a squad of Sasuke and then they're like, well, we're if if we wanted to make all of the teams balanced, of course you would go with Sasuke. You know, he's he's the coolest guy here. Naruto and Sakura each go outside. Sakura is looking for Sasuke because she wants to go have lunch with him because they're in a team now. So, you know, maybe that means that they can spend time together. And then Naruto catches up to her and asks her if she wants to go have lunch because they're on a team now and maybe they can spend time together. And Sakura just completely shuts him down and says, like, no, you're fucking crazy for thinking that would be an okay thing to ask me. Go the fuck away. Mm-hmm. And so Naruto goes to go sulk. Sakura continues to look for Sasuke. While sulking, Naruto notices Sasuke hanging on a window eating eating his funny little rice ball. He gets a really clever idea. He's gonna hop in there and kick his ass. That's great. Mm-hmm. I hope he wants to do this for normal reasons. Yeah, me too. Ino, Choji, and Shikamaru are all eating lunch, and they see this happen. And they're like, oh man, Naruto's gonna Naruto's gonna go and attack him. What should we do? And they decide not to do anything, but it's okay. Because Sasuke kicks his ass inside and then hops out the wind. Naturally. Mm-hmm. And then... Got over to Sakura eating lunch alone, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we go over to Sakura eating lunch alone, and she has this really cringe moment where she imagines what Sasuke would say to her. She has the worst inner monologue in the world. In the manga especially, like, the, like, the inner monologue of the manga is, like, just dreadful. Do, do you mind if I read this? No, go ahead, please. Okay. The quote is, How can I overwhelm him by sex appeal when I got so shortchanged in the TNA department? Christ. <laughs> Like, I, I I was, like, when, when I was first watching this episode and, like, seeing the Sakura and Eno stuff, I was like, this is kind of fun, but I wish it wasn't so, like, grounded in, like, the fact like the fact that they're, like, so revolving around Sasuke at this point. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's miles better than, like, everything that, like, comes from the manga. Not even that line, like, that line in the anime isn't even that much better. Like, no, no, it's just, like, especially bad in the manga, like, to the point, like, I was, like... <laughs> Kind of bowled over by it. Yeah, so she imagines she, she imagines Sasuke walking up to her and complimenting her forehead. Imagine him being like, "Ah, your your the surface of your forehead is is so kissable." And just like that's what its surface area is for, which is like a pretty funny line. But like, yeah, and then Sasuke approaches and says it for real. Wow. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. That sounds like something Naruto would say. And so he sits down and they have a little conversation. Sasuke asks what she thinks about Naruto and she's like, I don't like Naruto. He's always annoying and like interfering. And he likes it when I fuck up. He's a bastard and I hate him. I, I, I'm sorry I'm digging so much this episode, but there's like another line for the manga I want to call it because like her dialogue has become so extreme and she talks about Naruto like he's the fucking joker. She's like, if he had his way, I'd never find love or happiness. He ruins everything. He enjoys torture tormenting me wow (laughs) yeah okay so she basically says that except a little bit less severe Uh and so she's like she says that he's an annoying kid not the joker (laughs) yeah yeah and so sasuke is like wow and then sakura leans in for a kiss meanwhile we, we flash back to that room where sasuke kicks naruto's ass except what sasuke's the one tied up uh and then we learned that Sasuke didn't know that Naruto could do Shadow Clone Jutsu and, like, substitutions and stuff, and so, like, he was caught off guard and he was tied up. Uh, and then we go back to air quote Sasuke, mm-hmm. about to kiss, 
We hear hearts beating. They lean in close. And then Sasuke's tummy growls. Air quotes Sasuke has to run off because he's got this diarrhea. There's, there's like a, there's like a bit before that where like the, the, the romance of this like feels like it was written by aliens. Or <laughs> like we're like Sakura's talking about how much she she likes Sasuke and she'd do anything to, to get Sasuke to know her. And like Nora's like, Wow, I know I like Sakura. It's cause she does she doesn't like me like this other boy so much. And it's like I I mean I that's never been my experience of romance ever. But like maybe it's different for straight ninjas. Maybe it's different for straight ninjas. So Naruto's in the bathroom while the real Sasuke walks past Sakura and Sakura is like, Oh Sasuke, do you want to get back to that kiss we were gonna have? And Sasuke is just like, where's Naruto? She starts complaining about shit, you know, talking about Naruto at first and then keeps rambling and eventually drifts, drifts on to about her parents and how annoying they are about how much they but care But also like, how, like, you know, how, how much, like how bad Naruto is. The way that Naruto is like annoying and obnoxious must be because he doesn't have parents. And like, I, I, I see this scene and I understand why like the impulse in the anime was to like put Sakura's parents in this episode because like you hear her talk about this and you would assume that like something about the character is like grounded in her relationship to her parents. But like really they just don't matter and like never show up in the manga because Sakura is just not a character that the manga invests in on that level. And so Sasuke, another orphan, obviously takes a little bit of offense to that and it's just like, I fucking wish I were you getting scolded by my parents. You don't know what loneliness is. I hate you. You're annoying. And so he stomps off to look for Naruto. This is like a really, this is like a really like, like microcosm of like the relationship writing in Naruto, where like ostensibly this is a chapter about like how, you know, Naruto likes Sakura and Sakura likes Sasuke and Sasuke doesn't like Sakura. But like the only relationship that is conveyed with like any like clear sense of emotion and anything that feels like really like grounded and like connects is like the bit where Naruto, where like Sasuke is like defensive of Naruto because like he understands like the loneliness he's been through on some level, even if he doesn't like that guy. For sure. And so Sasuke stomps off and we're back to Naruto in the bathroom. He's finishing up and he wonders if Sakura is still out there waiting for him. Outside the bathroom he runs into Sasuke and Sasuke is just like, alright, what the fuck, dude? Why'd you do that? And so Naruto gets all defensive and he's like, oh, I just thought it would be fun. I gave it, I gave it a try. Don't worry about it. And then does his shadow clones and jumps into attack again because obviously he can't have Sasuke walking around when he's trying to be Sasuke and get a smooch from Sakura. That attack doesn't go well, however, because all of the shadow clones have diarrhea now. And so they start fighting each other to get into the bathroom. We, we are, like, at the point in this episode where, like, they've done their best to expand out this tw- the, the, these, like, 20 pages into a full episode. But we've reached the end of it and we've got three minutes left. So it's time for Naruto to repeatedly need to shit himself. Right. Uh, Sasuke just walks away and then Sakura is sulking because she knows she said something she shouldn't have. And Naruto comes walking back her way as as Naruto. And so she makes an attempt to, like, reach out and apologize because I think part of her realizes how Naruto must feel when she's scolding him or whatever. Uh, Naruto does not buy it. Naruto thinks that this is obviously a ploy from Sasuke. And so he tells her off and stomps off. Naruto really believes that, like, everybody in the world is, like, turning into other people to, like, do pranks and shit way more often than they are. Yeah, and then, and then, we get a beautiful scene where the third Hokage and Kakashi are in Naruto's house for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just uh-huh. to poke around. They're just curious. They're like, haha, so this is how Naruto lives, huh? And then, and then Kakashi picks up the milk, looks at the date, and is like, haha, wow. This was bad three months ago. This was bad in July 19th, 2002. <laughs> You'd think Naruto would have noticed at some point. Yeah. He's like, wow, if Naruto drank this, he'd get really sick. And then we see Naruto on the toilet again, lamenting that he has no idea how this could possibly be happening. And credits. And credits. Yeah, so how, how are we feeling about Naruto right now? 
right now in this exact moment okay well okay like, like that, that this is like like, how, like do you still like naruto after watching this? But like if you were watching naruto for the first time after these three episodes if you were giving this the classic like three episode test to see if you wanted to keep watching something well like how would you be feeling not very strong <laughs> yeah yeah i would all three of these episodes were like kind of not very like, good i like the first one pretty all right like it's a solid first chapter of a shonen manga and then like right second episode's pretty bad second episode's pretty bad and then the third episode it's pretty bad. It's better, but like the actual, like the actual, like bit, like the entire, like second half of the episode is pretty rough. Yeah, this is just—it's just one of the things where, like, oh, the comedy premise of like Naruto pretending to be Sasuke so he can kiss Sakura is like—it's just—it's not like that fun. No, it's not fun at yeah. all. Yeah, like it's—it's it's really skeevy in a way that, like, it's just not supposed to play that way. But like, it's hard for me to like not feel kind of like I don't like this. I don't. Yeah, right. Like, obviously, we're not supposed to read that much into it, right? It's just supposed to be like hee hee, boys being boys, but like icky yucky. It's icky yucky. Hopefully, the next batch has some like cool Naruto stuff. Yeah, in like, it. The next batch is like we like next we're talking about like uh, at least the start of like the the test that Kakashi has for them. So like hopefully that'll be better. Yeah, hopefully that's better. Uh, Kakashi kicks ass, so I'm excited to see him. Kakashi's like a cool guy. Everybody loves Kakashi. Yeah, everybody loves Kakashi. If you don't like Kakashi, don't write in. I don't want to hear about it. Well, okay, okay, okay. Write in with your donation, and I might read it. We we will publish your Kakashi hate if you pay us. It's on a sliding scale. Uh huh. Like it depends how big. Like if you pay, if you pay us ten dollars, you could be like, you can be like, yeah, he's kind of. I just don't invest in him that much. You pay us like twenty, you can say he kind of sucks. You pay us fifty dollars, you can like say you hate him outright. If you pay, if you pay a hundred dollars, you can just make whatever shit up you want, and like we, within reason, we won't deny it. That's only for this first. Yeah, as as our, our services become more in demand. But yeah, no, I, again, like this is this is kind of, it's kind of a shaky start, but like this is just sort of the way of things with like or the the beginning of a shonen manga. A lot of the time, like I, I I fully believe Naruto will find its footing because I like Naruto a lot. And I remember a lot of stuff about Naruto that I like a lot. Yeah, right. Like we haven't even seen Rock Lee yet. We haven't even seen Rock Lee yet. We haven't seen Gara yet. I love Gara. We haven't seen uh, Zabuza. Fucking Zabuza. We haven't seen Zabuza. Ah, uh, Zabuza kicks like, ass. That's pretty cool. But no, again, again, like. Me, me saying these first three, like, chapters and episodes aren't great, like, aren't great, like, taken as a unit is, like, not a condemnation, ultimately. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit of a shaky beginning, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be, uh, graceful about it and, uh, excited to keep moving forward. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's gonna put a wrap on our first episode. Uh, you know, next week we'll be watching episodes four through six of Naruto. Uh, yeah, uh, so see you, see you then.